On February 19th, 2020, Tennessee residents received an Amber Alert letting them know that a 15-month-old toddler named Evelyn Boswell was missing from her home in the town of Blountville. Devastatingly, a month later, on March 6th, Evelyn's remains were found in a container on her family's property. Hey Coffee and Crimers, I'm your host, Belle Fagan. I literally hate these types of cases, but that's exactly why I'll cover them. Obviously, no one deserves to be killed, but when it's a defenceless baby that is robbed of ever making their mark on the world, I want as many people as possible to know and remember their name. Not only that, but this case isn't actually resolved as such, and being four years on with no closure, I really don't want anyone just kind of forgetting about her until it all comes back up again in the news. As with a lot of cases of babies being abused and killed, a dark family past is more often than not uncovered and tragically, Evelyn's disappearance and tragic death revealed just that. A long family history of alleged drug use, domestic violence, arrests and attempted murder. So let's begin with Angela Boswell, Evelyn's grandmother. She was only 16 years old when she and Tommy Boswell Sr., who was 24 at the time, welcomed their first son, Tommy Boswell Jr., and that was in 1993. Not long after the birth of Tommy Jr., Tommy Sr. was charged with assault. However, the charge was ultimately dismissed. Megan Boswell, their daughter, came along in 2001 with Angela and Tommy Sr. tying the knot shortly after on October 10th, 2001. Their family of four now complete. Family life did seem to calm down for the next eight years until Angela was arrested and charged with aggravated assault in March 2009. According to the arrest warrant, Angela had allegedly attacked Tommy Sr. by grabbing a pen and stabbing him in the neck with Tommy Jr. trying to intervene and break it up. By October 2011, the couple had split. However, they did actually still live on the same plot of family land. So different houses, but same piece of property. In February of 2012, things escalated again, when Tommy Sr. and a now 18-year-old Tommy Jr. were arrested and charged with attempted murder, after the father and son duo allegedly went and confronted Angela's new love interest. According to court documents, Tommy Jr. went to his mum's house, banging on the door and eventually breaking the glass to let himself in. Once inside, he threatened the boyfriend, telling him to get off their property and leave, which he did. But as he was walking down the driveway, he saw a pickup truck coming fast and furious towards him and the driver was Tommy Boswell Sr. Tommy Sr. allegedly hit Angela's boyfriend with the vehicle, knocking him down, and then, if that wasn't enough, the father and son began attacking him with a wooden club, punching and kicking him repeatedly. Now, thankfully, the victim did manage to get away from the two Tommies and called the police. Police arrived quickly and arrested both of them and charged them with attempted murder. 
though they later pleaded guilty to the lesser charge of aggravated assault, and both were sentenced to probation. Not a lot of comfort to what I can assume was now Angela's ex-boyfriend. The long and the short of it is that Tommy Senior is essentially a bad apple, because a one-time offence doesn't make you rotten, but five months after that arrest, he was back at it. In July 2012, Tommy Senior was charged with domestic assault, kidnapping and simple possession. And ridiculously, in my opinion, he was only given probation for this incident as well. Like, I thought probation, if you committed a crime while on probation, then that was it. It was like, okay, boom, you're now going to be done for it. But I don't know, that's obviously not how it works in Tennessee, maybe. Although the couple had split in 2011, they'd never actually divorced. But in November 2014, Angela finally put a formal end to their tumultuous marriage and filed for divorce. So now fast forward to four years later. On December 21st, 2018, Evelyn May Boswell was born to her mother, Megan Boswell, and her father, Ethan Perry. Megan was now 17 when she welcomed the gorgeous, strawberry-blonde, blue-eyed baby girl. And according to family members, Evelyn was a sweet, happy child who was obsessed with Baby Shark. And I mean, what kid wasn't obsessed with Baby Shark around the 2019 era? She was an outgoing little girl who was loved by everybody she came in contact with. So now we've had a bit of a background into the family, let's go back to where we started this case which was on February 19th, 2020. And the local community all simultaneously received an Amber Alert on their phones. Almost immediately, hundreds and hundreds of people took to social media to find out more about Evelyn and how she went missing. Dozens of Facebook groups quickly sprang up, filled with theories of the who's, the what's and the why's. But what had led to this Amber Alert? Well, on the day before February 18th, 2020, Tommy Senior, so Evelyn's granddad, called the Tennessee Department of Children's Services, saying that he was concerned about his granddaughter as he hadn't seen her since Thanksgiving of 2019. So for non-American listeners, that would have been around the end of November, so almost three months prior to that phone call. And he said that according to one of Evelyn's babysitters, Evelyn was last seen on December 10th or 11th of 2019. So obviously the first question was, why the heck had it taken at least two months of not seeing the toddler in some capacity before reporting her missing? Like, have you not spoken to her parents, you know, your daughter and kind of son-in-law? It's not like all the family were spread all over the country. They lived in the same area. And what are the chances that you don't see your grandbaby over Christmas? It's worth mentioning that Megan was also no longer with Evelyn's dad, Ethan. After Ethan, she'd gotten together with a boy called Preston Wood, known to everyone as Hunter. And although they had allegedly broken up, locals who had joined these Facebook groups and knew both Megan and Hunter started pointing fingers as them being the ones responsible for the toddler's disappearance. Posting things like, quote, Look into the mother. She is living it up with her new boyfriend, Hunter Wood. He owns Hunter's Chicken Shack in Blountville. The kid is nowhere in sight. She has told people the child is in DCS care because the bio dad called to lie that Hunter beats her. This will turn into a trial, no doubt. End quote. Then another claimed, quote, Her mum is an absolute piece of crap. 
This is my wife's cousin and she's been making crap up for weeks about where her baby is and it's all come to a stretching halt yesterday when her lies were revealed, end quote. The comments of these posts were filled with people also pointing out that Hunter wasn't exactly squeaky clean. He had previous run-ins with the law himself. In 2017 and 2018, he was arrested multiple times for shoplifting. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So hundreds of Facebook comments begin being written on old public posts by Megan, Hunter and Ethan, accusing them of knowing more and questioning why they hadn't reported Evelyn as missing sooner. The social media attacks began to get too much for Hunter, so he contacted the local news station and asked to do an interview. And in this interview, he said that he'd only dated Megan for a few weeks back in the December, and he had never even met Evelyn. Megan had told him that Evelyn was staying with her dad, Ethan, who was supposedly home for Christmas. So just a little backstory again, Ethan and Megan hadn't been together for quite a while. She had full custody of Evelyn because Ethan actually served in the US Army and was based in Louisiana. So as the news of Evelyn's disappearance quickly began spreading, Ethan and some of Megan's family members made several public Facebook statements. According to Ethan, he was working closely with authorities to find Evelyn. And in one of his posts, he said, quote, I can't say much more than that at the moment. If anyone knows anything, please message me, end quote. Then Tommy Senior's partner, Ashley, posted the following. Okay, and this is, this is a long one. Just bear with me. So it says, quote, this is Ashley writing for Tommy. Megan chose to move in with Hunter in his dad's basement. So Tommy told her, if you are not going to stay here, then I'm going to rent it to someone. So she willingly left. He did not kick her out. Megan is a messy person. That's nothing unusual. Also, he gave $20,000 almost for her red car, and she on her own took a lien on that car by herself. She didn't have to do that because he paid her bills and gave her money. There was no reason for her to do that. 
he would never let Evelyn or Maggie be homeless, end quote. So Maggie is what a lot of people called Megan. You've got to love how people air their dirty laundry on Facebook, right? At some point, Ashley also commented on an unknown Facebook post about Evelyn's disappearance. She said, the mother Megan was telling us the baby was with this person and that person until she couldn't keep up with all her lies. A week after the Amber Alert had gone out, the local county sheriff, Jeff Cassidy, gave the very first official press conference regarding the investigation. He said that law enforcement had received conflicting reports about when exactly Evelyn was last seen. According to the sheriff, Evelyn's parents were both actively involved in the investigation. However, they said that the information about Evelyn's whereabouts given by Megan had been nothing but inaccurate and misleading. So initially, as I said earlier, Hunter, and I guess Megan, had claimed that Evelyn was with Ethan, but that was quickly debunked because Ethan was not home for Christmas and he was still stationed in Louisiana at that point, and his daughter was not with him. Armchair detectives and all the social media attention resulted in over 300 leads, but none of them resulted in any new information. Then, Sheriff Cassidy announced to the public that investigators were actually looking for a silver BMW whose occupants may have important information and asked the community to be on the lookout for the vehicle. After that official press conference, Tommy Senior spoke to the same news channel, confirming that, yes, it was him who had called Child Services. And he told them, quote, I don't know what happened, but I'm the one who called DCS and got this started. End quote. He said that he'd also called his ex-wife Angela and told her that if Evelyn was not coming home soon, he would do something about it. And according to him, Angela allegedly responded, you better not do that, you're going to regret this. And now this is where it gets super bizarre if you don't already feel it's bizarre. Later that day, Megan was spotted by a news crew outside of the courthouse. And she told the news channel that she knew who Evelyn was with but that she didn't report her missing right away because she didn't want them to run away with her. But she also then claimed that she trusted this person with her daughter. Like, <laughs> I don't even understand that. I mm. That same evening, the silver BMW was discovered in North Carolina. The two occupants were arrested for stealing the vehicle. And guess who those two occupants were? Angela Boswell, so Megan's mum slash Evelyn's grandma, and her boyfriend, William McLeod. But Evelyn was not with them. So you may need to concentrate a bit harder because all these people are kind of interlinked with each other, so it did take me a hot minute. So it turns out that the vehicle they were driving, the silver BMW, actually belonged to Hunter's mum, who was initially supposed to sell it to Megan and Angela. But instead, they just took the car without paying for it. And when Hunter's mum tried to contact them and they didn't respond, she reported the vehicle was stolen. Like, I have so many questions. One of them is why the heck were they in North Carolina, a completely different state, when their grandbaby is missing? Like, I am smelling so many rats, but let's keep moving. The online rumour mill didn't slow down for even a second. There were claims that Megan was possibly pregnant again and that her entire family was part of the Romany community who had sold or given Evelyn to another Romany community member. 
A couple of weeks after Evelyn had been officially missing, so officially in as much as when Tommy called the police, Megan made a post on her Facebook profile that included several photos of Evelyn with and without either parent. And she wrote the following, quote, Here are some more pictures of Evelyn. Please share and help me find my baby. She is the sweetest baby you will ever meet and will smile and want to hug you when you see her. Around two foot tall, 28 pounds, dirty blonde hair and blue eyes, end quote. But like, is it just me or did she two and a half seconds ago just tell the news channel that she knew who had her baby and that she trusted these people with her baby? It is just bizarre. Facebook users quickly responded to her post, begging her to tell investigators what she knew. Megan did respond to a few comments and when asked about the babysitter's name, who remember had told Tommy Senior that she'd seen Evelyn around December 10th or 11th, she responded that she couldn't answer that because it could render the case. Then she said that her mum Angela had Evelyn and that investigators were trying to find out what her mum had done, adding, quote, I honestly believe she's letting someone keep her to scare me because I know how my mother is. TBI has a lead and I can't discuss until they've checked it out and I hope you can all understand that. They should recheck the Mendota area as that is the last place my mum had Evelyn. I really can't disclose anything more at this time and I hope you can understand. End quote. Guys, I am so confused. I know I keep saying that like literally every few sentences I'm like I'm so confused. And by the way, TBI is the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation. I feel like this entire case has been taking place on Facebook, which is wild. But Megan did respond to another commenter. That Facebook user had suggested that Megan take a polygraph test since it wouldn't affect her rumoured pregnancy until she was further along. To which Megan responded asking, how far along in a pregnancy do you have to be for the test to affect the unborn baby? So is the rumour correct or is she just thinking this could be a really great way to get out of taking a polygraph test? But before anyone could digest her response, Megan made another public post saying, Tonight at 11, there will be an important interview concerning Evelyn on WJHL. Please share this and get the word out. At 11pm, that interview did go live on WJHL, which is the local news station. Megan was on camera with Christy Broom, who is the mum of her former best friend who had tragically died years prior. Christy was holding her hand as Megan spoke to the journalists. Megan told them that she was asked by investigators to take a polygraph test, but was not able to due to her pregnancy. She also claimed that her mum had taken Evelyn to a campground in Mendota, Virginia, So not Tennessee, not North Carolina, but now Virginia. According to her, Evelyn was staying there with an unknown person in a silver camper. Megan said that she had given this information to law enforcement, but they had refused to search the campground as they didn't believe her. She then said that she would go there and find Evelyn herself if the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation wouldn't. I don't know about you, but I can't actually keep up with how many different places and people that she has said Evelyn is with. And now this gets even more crazy. So after the interview, Christy now hops onto Facebook. Like I said, this all seems to be happening over Facebook and posts the following tagging Megan. 
Are you ready for this? Because this, again, is wild. The post says, Megan, you are on your way back to the police station, now in safe hands. I will just say, from the two days I've spent with you, you have done nothing but lie to me. And I'm the one person that had your back. And I don't understand why you absolutely know more about where Evelyn is. If you want any kind of future at all, then you need to tell what's really going on and not change your story unless it involves the truth. By the way, you're not pregnant. You've not been to the doctors. There were no prenatal prescription vitamins for them to confiscate. TBI, I mean. Your story isn't adding up, and for two days I've not been able to comment on here. I've had your back. I still have your back. I've known you since you were best friends with my daughter. You've lied to the point investigators don't even want to talk to you anymore. That needs to scream something to you. Your future is on the line. If you are innocent, I don't think you hurt Evelyn. I just think you know what happened afterwards. You need to tell them where she's at. I know you know. Lord have mercy. Now, I love me some Facebook drama, okay? Don't get me wrong, but not when a baby's life is potentially in the balance. This is just bizarre, crazy, wild. Oh my goodness. So what the heck happened between Christy and Megan? One minute, they're together on the news with Christy holding her hand, and the next, she's blasting her all over Facebook. These people are messy. At the same time as that post had been shared, Megan was being arrested and charged with making false reports and her bond was set at $25,000. Frankly, it is well overdue because whether she had anything to do with it or not, what the heck is the point of giving all these crazy stories? The following day, a pond near property belonging to William McLeod's grandmother, William McLeod being Angela's boyfriend, was searched by fire and rescue teams. In an interview, William's grandmother Mary said that her grandson and Angela had come to her house asking for money. According to her, William had shown up with wet feet, which he said came from a burst pipe at the motel where he was staying. She then said, wait for it, I know he's been devious enough to have been involved in something. I hope they find her alive and not in the pond. Oh my goodness. These people... Literally, is anybody a decent person amongst them? The search of the pond, though, was deemed inconclusive. They didn't find Evelyn, but they also weren't 100% sure that she wasn't in there. Sheriff Cassidy called another press conference and told reporters that Megan kept giving them different stories regarding Evelyn's whereabouts, and that these statements had delayed the investigation, which is why she had been arrested and charged with making false reports. He also clarified that investigators had not asked Megan to take a polygraph test like she claimed, as they didn't hold the necessary equipment. A polygraph would have to be requested and performed by the TBI, not them. Addressing the claims that Megan might be pregnant, he said, I cannot confirm or deny her pregnancy. What I can tell you is that the jail medical staff keeps track of pregnant inmates for obvious purposes. On Monday, February 24th, there were four pregnant inmates. And on Tuesday 25th, there were still four pregnant inmates. Around 5pm that day, police in a town in North Carolina had received a tip that Evelyn had been seen with Angela Boswell and William McLeod at a KFC weeks prior. This tip led them to searching a mobile home on a property that had allegedly 
once belonged to Megan's brother, Tommy Jr. The home in the ground underneath it was searched and unknown items were collected. That same day, Angela made bond after her arrest over the stolen BMW with the requirement that she had to wear an ankle monitor. By now, 700 tips had come in about Evelyn and again, not one of them had turned up anything new. This beautiful baby was still missing and no one knew whether that was missing alive or missing dead. Megan appeared in court requesting her bond to be reduced from $25,000 down to $10,000. The judge denied her request and a new court date was set for May 8th, 2020. Then it was William's turn to go to court. Remember, he'd been arrested along with Angela when the police stopped the BMW. So on March 4th, 2020, William appeared in court for the vehicle theft charges. He walked in all smiles and blowing kisses at Angela. William was released with the same conditions as Angela in as much as that he had to also wear an ankle monitor and his new court date was set for March 24th, 2020. On March 6th, investigators were seen searching another property belonging to Megan's family. And later that day, the sheriff's office announced that remains believed to be Evelyn had been found in a shed on the already previously searched property. Apparently, Megan's dad had called investigators saying he believed it may have been valuable for them to look in there and search. This is just the fishiest case I think I've ever come across. I honestly feel like the entire family knew what had happened to Evelyn, where she was, and it was all smoke and mirrors. Megan telling them 50,000 different stories was just keeping them running around the country, essentially. And was Angela in the BMW in North Carolina to try and get police away from Tennessee? I, I honestly don't know. It is so mind-boggling. And now, all of a sudden, they've searched Tommy's property already, but Tommy's like, mm, I think you might need to come back and search it again. Like, what is that about? And this time they come back and search it and they suddenly, massive coincidence, find Evelyn. After the news broke, the community gathered at the property to pay their respects and leave stuffed animals, balloons and flowers for Evelyn. Megan's court date was now brought forward to March 9th, where the judge raised her bond from $25,000 to $150,000. During that hearing, investigators revealed details of what they had found during the search of the family property. Items found included clothes matching the description of what Evelyn was last seen wearing, toys and other clothing items. Evelyn's memorial grew so much that it spread over to a neighbour's property who asked for it all to be moved off his land. So the organisers of the memorial moved it and donated all the stuffed animals to various children's hospitals. On March 10th, Ethan's family released the following statement. It said, While we continue to ask for privacy as we grieve this terrible tragedy, it has come to our attention that there are various unauthorised fundraising efforts on Evelyn's and our family's behalf in regards to Evelyn. Also, there are those on social media claiming to speak for our family. These claims are false. Our focus has always been Evelyn, and now on the investigation and bringing all of those responsible to justice. We have complete faith and confidence in law enforcement to do just that. We ask you all again to please respect our privacy. 
At the same time, we would also like to thank the public for their outpouring of love for Evelyn and law enforcement for their incredible dedication to this case. When and if the appropriate time comes for statements, fundraisers, etc., it will come from our family and be relayed to and confirmed by trusted media and all the authorities. Thank you again. Due to how huge the social media attention on Evelyn's case had been, the district attorney actually sealed the autopsy report initially so that Evelyn's cause of death couldn't be immediately leaked. That same day, Angela Boswell gave an interview with a local paper claiming that she hadn't seen Evelyn since September 2019 after having a falling out with Megan. She had heard that Evelyn had been removed from Megan's custody and placed with a foster family and that it was her who had told her ex-husband Tommy that Evelyn was missing, not the other way round. Man alive, like I said, these people are messy. I just feel like they're all trying to cover their tracks individually. According to Angela, Megan wasn't broken up with Hunter and was living with him when the Amber Alert was issued for Evelyn. That same day of the alert, Megan had reached out to her because Hunter didn't want any heat on him and wanted Megan out. So Angela and William picked Megan up and dropped her off at the sheriff's office. Then Christy Broom goes back on TV. This time without Megan, obviously, which after that Facebook post is not any surprise, giving an exclusive interview with Crime Online. According to her, Christy had taken Megan in after the Amber Alert had been issued. And while in her house, Megan had maintained her innocence, but instead kept voicing her concern about getting arrested multiple times. Christy, confused, kept asking Megan why she was worried about that. To which Megan allegedly said, I just feel like my mum would hurt Evelyn and put her on my dad's property. Like, how sus is that? Again, if this is me and my baby, and I truly believe that my mum has hurt my baby and put the baby on my dad's property, I would be tearing that place up. But that's not all. When the first search of Tommy Senior's property had been done, investigators had asked Megan to come down to the station and look at the evidence they had found. According to Christy, Megan stalled, saying that she was tired and she would come to the station the following day. Then allegedly, that night, Megan wet the bed. Again, if your baby is missing, no way are you too tired to be looking at anything. Evelyn was laid to rest on March 21st, 2020, during a private ceremony that Ethan's family had organised and kept super private. So back to Megan, her May court date now rolls around and she's indicted and arraigned on 11 counts of making false reports. Her next hearing being set for July 31st, 2020. Now I'm sure 2020 is burned in all of our brains. The world standing still because of COVID is literally something we won't forget. So bearing in mind all of this was happening during the pandemic, So the progress of the investigation and court proceedings were significantly slowed down, which is why every time she has a hearing, there seems to be a new date set. On the agreed date of July 31st, 2020, Megan appeared in court via video conference. But again, her hearing was rescheduled for August 28th, 2020. But this time because prosecutors said that they were planning on bringing more charges against her. And they did. By August 19th, they had charged her with 19 counts in connection to Evelyn's death, 
including two counts of felony murder, one count of felony child abuse, one count of aggravated child neglect, one count of tampering with evidence, one count of abuse of a corpse, one count of failure to report a death, and 12 counts of false reporting. Her bond was now increased to 1 million. So it's gone from 25,000 to 150,000. And now with the murder and child abuse allegations, it's gone to a million. So the 28th of August rolled around and those 19 charges were all read out and she pleaded not guilty to every single one. It would then take a year of reviewing evidence before a new trial was set for September 26th 2022. TBI Special Agent David Gratz testified in court that Megan had told him back in February 2020 that Evelyn had died in an accident while co-sleeping with her and her boyfriend. So again, this is just another story. So what happened to, oh, I know where she is and I trust the people she's with. No, now Evelyn died because her boyfriend rolled over in the night and crushed her. So according to Megan, like I just said, the boyfriend had rolled over onto Evelyn while they were asleep. They realised she was unresponsive the next morning, but she didn't know where Evelyn's body was. Do you need a moment? Because I really, really need a moment. She honestly cannot be mentally well, because the amount of versions of events she's giving is crazy. And it then doesn't even make sense. So, okay, let's just say that Evelyn was crushed in her sleep. What do you mean you don't know where her body is? Like, if she's not responsive, what did you do? Special Agent Kratz also testified that Evelyn's remains were discovered in an old playhouse inside the shed on Tommy Senior's property. Her body was found tightly wrapped in a blanket inside of a black bag. According to the forensic pathologist, Evelyn died of asphyxia. Devastatingly, she believed that Evelyn was alive when she was wrapped in the blanket and placed upside down in the container, where she was then suffocated by the blanket. The pathologist said that Evelyn was, quote, sort of compressed in the can in an accordion-like position. There was a severe overextension of her head and neck, an extreme extension. The blanket was not just haphazardly placed around her body, It was tightly wrapped to prevent her from breathing. The blanket left imprints on Evelyn's skin. Because of how decomposed Evelyn was, the forensic pathologist couldn't determine if there was any blunt force trauma. But she did say that there was no way Evelyn's death was due to Megan's boyfriend accidentally rolling on her in the night and suffocating her. It was her belief that this was 100% an intentional homicide. During that same court hearing, Megan requested a new attorney, as she said that her and her current public appointed attorney had had differences of opinion. More like he realised she was guilty as hell, but you know. The judge denied her motion, but asked to be notified if the two continued to have issues. So on October 19th, 2022, Megan's attorney filed a motion to be removed from the case, claiming that their attorney-client relationship had deteriorated, and he was unable to, quote, effectively and zealously represent the defendant in this matter, end quote. This time the motion was granted and the trial was pushed back to February 6th, 2023. 
But by the time she got a new attorney, the judge felt that more time was needed for them to catch up on the evidence. And her case has now been scheduled for, and this is what breaks my heart, February 3rd, 2025. A whole year away after all this time. The crime scenes of Evelyn are so graphic and disturbing and could cause the jury to convict Megan based on pure emotion over those photos that when the time comes, the judge has said that only some of the photos will be allowed as evidence. But frankly, anything can change. Like I said, it's it's over a year away. So who knows? To me, it's just insane that by the time this trial gets underway again, it will essentially be the five year anniversary of Evelyn's death. So, did Megan kill her precious baby? Obviously, without knowing the evidence the prosecution will submit and the counter-arguments that the defence will present, it's hard to know. But based on the sheriff's reports about how many variations Megan told them of where Evelyn was, definitely points to it. And if it doesn't point to the fact that she killed Evelyn, she sure as heck knows who did. So let's just hope and pray that in just over a year's time, there will be justice for Evelyn May Boswell. To see today's case photos, click on the link in the case description to join the Cup of Coffee and Crime Facebook discussion group. Until next week, stay safe.